Hey there, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of There's Coffee Here with Ava. I am your illustrious host, Ava, which also stands for awesome, very awesome. Uh, Today is Tuesday, November 7th, also known as Election Day. Shout out to Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Shout out to Andrew Gilliam from Florida, um, running for governor's. Uh, anxiety is all over the place right now. It's not looking too good, but fingers crossed. Hold now, hope. <sighs> However, shout out to all the other um, fierce new people that have taken over seats. Um, shout out to the sisters who have just won congressional seats. Shout out to that uh, chick that won in Kansas. What is she? She is a Native American and a lesbian, and an MMA fighter. Boy, y'all need to watch out for her. That's that's a whole lot of receipts coming to the table. Like, <laughs> Native American, and a lesbian, and a female. Let's talk about all the things that America has done regards to her. She coming in, like, with receipts from someone who ain't filed taxes in years. Like, let me just lay them all out for you. But shout out to her. Folks need to be shook, and they should be. We know who folks is, so that's just a given. Anywho, so shout out to all those people. Um, and now let's talk about a post that I actually talked about on Facebook that I posted. Um, uh, let's just backtrack anyway. Um, for, you know, on Facebook, everybody talks about, you know, elections and black people and Democrats, Republicans, yada, yada, yada. However, what has been the biggest thing, uh, that has been disappointing is the fact of the black people who are talking about how, you know, it's not necessary to vote because their vote doesn't count, blah, 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 blah. Um, which poses a simple question of if we, (laughs) if voting doesn't count, you know, why are they trying so hard to stop us from voting? But, you know, I digress. That's neither here nor there. So my post basically was like, you know, not to mention the name, Colin. It's like, it's just all this nastiness in regards to like stuff being said in regards to black people and voting. So that was my question was, do black people like, do no question. I'm sorry. My question was, do white people get mad at other white folks for exercising their right to vote? Because that seems like a lot of what's going on, or at least what I saw or have experienced currently, not so much currently, but definitely, you know, in the past few years, being on Facebook, you know, on elections and knowing people who are educated black folks. I mean, some of them went to my alma mater, Florida A&M University, which is a HBCU. So it floors me when I get those people or see those comments from people saying that, you know, there's no point in vote. Voting is wasted, you know, everything's rigged, yada, 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 yada. So I talked to my mom, I just brought it up to her that, you know, I posted something in regards to that, asking that question and got proceeded to be cursed out for 10 minutes for something that I don't even do. So I have always exercised my right to vote ever since I was able to. I remember the first time I was able to vote, it was down in Florida and I got to vote for President Clinton. Um, in regards to that. And so I was proud. I remember always going to the polls with my mom in regards to voting. My mom is, um, she was born in 1950. So she was born right 
you know, during that time of, you know, Brown versus Board of Education, segregation. Um, she was very active in the um, civil rights movement. She did sit-ins. She campaigned for um, Harold Washington, like motherfucker, when he um, got elected to, um, you know, when he was running for mayor, got elected. So, you know, my mom knowing all that and then knowing her history in regards to what happened with her parents, the racism and things like that. Uh, <clears throat> um, my father, similar stories, a lot of things, you know. So we've always known and exercised and understood the importance of voting. So my mama cursed me out for 10 minutes for me, for even knowing people who don't vote when I was like, but I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I was just telling you that people. And so then she proceeded to fuss at me about stupid people, um, which, you know, not name calling or anything. That was her. But I can't understand where her frustration and things come from, from being someone who is 60 plus, who has seen and or heard or has seen the progression to where we're at right now to even feel that them not voting or them not being part of the process uh, is upsetting to her. Um, so I could see why she would be upset about that. Um, and it's disappointing. I mean, you know, people, listen, I've, I've worked enough places and lived enough places to know that people are going to be people. And, you know, sometimes their life experiences go ahead and color what their opinions are or what their beliefs are in regards to anything in general, especially politics and politics. Um, if you're from Chicago, you already know that, you know, the Windy City is one, also because of the wind that comes off the lake, and two, what is also known as the blowhards from all of the politicians that come. If you've been in Chicago, you know, it, it's real politicky, especially in certain areas. You know, you get to downtown or, you know, uh, certain university areas. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Chicago, we real politicky unions and all that other stuff. So, um, and you know, you hear about a lot about corruption, and you know, we had several, um, or it's like a couple, we have a couple of governors that, it, you know, went to jail, you know, uh, so, you know, you know about corruption, you hear about mayors and, you know, all these people that get sued or whatever. So, you know, it's kind of nasty. So I can kind of get sometimes why, um, people feel like them voting really doesn't do anything. Um, but they also have to realize that they're a small part of a very big process. So, you know, we act like, especially as black people, like even when we were fighting for this right to be able to vote, that there were all these great fucking candidates out at the time that we were gunning for and that we're also really pushing for. Like the excuses that we hear now are the same things that, you know, you want to think, do they actually ever really apply? You know. Who are the people that are pushing for, you know, who's pushing for a black agenda? You know, what other what candidates ever, especially if you think during that time when we were exercising or trying to get the right to vote, who do you think we was voting for? Uh, like, that's what I mean. Like, none of these candidates were actually great and stellar. But what we were doing is exercising and asking for a right that we should have that was owed to us by being born and being citizens and being Americans. We have that right. And because there is so much that came with that, I'm certain there's two to three degrees of separation from 
anyone who knows someone who has fought and or died for the rights for black people to vote. And I mean, this isn't just black people. I mean, we had white people that were, uh, you know, white people, other races who were in it too, who also risked themselves and their lives and everything. But, you know, especially for us, because it was for our rights. Like, you've seen some of the pictures and you've seen the hoses and, you know, everything. Like, we should at least, do that for our fallen soldiers. I talk about the people who I went to college with sometimes or whatever. Um, and it's like, you know, at Florida A&M, we have this thing called convocation. I don't even know if they do it at all the other, you know, black colleges and universities. Um, I know they sure the hell didn't do it at my damn, uh, that one semester I was in UNLV. However, convocation really celebrates, you know, um, it's the day of, you know, King, uh, we celebrate Martin Luther King. Um, you know, the whole school shuts down. There's a big, you know, um, what is it? I don't know, convocation. It's basically everybody comes and congregates in an area and we hear and we talk about, you know, the greatness and things that, you know, black people have done throughout, you know, uh, what the legacy is in regards to, you know, Dr. King and other civil rights leaders and everything else. And we we talk about that and we celebrate that and that's like one of the main things that he was fighting for. Did I miss what Selma was about? I mean, I didn't see the movie, but I heard about it. <laughs> like that was like a real event, right? Like it happened. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I get it. I just, I get being disheartened, but I don't think those actions you know, the action of not voting should, you know, be your result of, uh, should be the result of those frustrations. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, you know, don't, it shouldn't be the thing that you cut off your own nose to spite your face because you just like, uh, this all, it doesn't make sense. This is dumb. Uh, not to mention the fact, and I feel like this in regards to a lot of things in regards to black people, my people. Um, you know, these, you know, just like we have to remind, you know, other ethnicities and, you know, non-minorities, white people, everything like, you know, that, yeah, slavery was a long time ago, but you know, civil rights, if you look at the timeline, you know, Jim Crow came and then after Jim Crow, there was, you know, segregation and after segregation, you know, we talk about the crack epidemic. So, you know, we, we have all these things to remind ourselves that, you know, to remind other people that slavery wasn't that far away. But, you know, sometimes us as black people need to turn around and remember that for ourselves, you know, change takes a really long time. And I'm not even talking about the whole Obama change campaign or whatever the situation is. I'm talking about like change in general, talking about changing a culture in a company. We're talking about changing rules of engagement. We're talking change to how we develop in a culture. It takes a long time. I feel like Africans, Americans, as we are right now in the United States, black people, we are starting to just get into a stride of really defining what blackness is, what our rights are, what we're demanding and everything. And I just think we're just getting to the point of being organized. You know, a lot of times people want to complain in regards to how, 
um, people support the in regards to minorities and you know legislation and bills that people support LGBTQ rights. I hope I said all of the letters. Please excuse me if I didn't. Um, <laughs> seriously, uh, I ain't trying to offend nobody. Um, but those are the rights that are always focused on. Um, but no one ever focuses on ours, but it's just like, but you have to realize those are the things that people have organized and put together and brought to the table. Um, I know this from business, just even working with my boss, my, um, my first real boss, when I got into HR, um, my boss at the time was a 60 year old white man from Wisconsin, diehard Green Bay fan who you knew took off certain dates because he had to go deer hunting and then he also had to go turkey hunting. Those seasons were different and then it was different in the trees and different in the field. So I take a real good guess in knowing that he was very Republican. Um, and I was right. And... Um, and I learned the game from him very quickly that um, people in power, especially men in power, anyone in power, but especially white men in power, they don't want to hear problems or complaints or anything. Everything feels like whining unless, unless you're coming solution oriented. Unfortunately, um, for us as black people, not really, unfortunately. I mean, you know, that's their whole thing. They got it together. You know, we're just a little bit behind the ball, but it's cool. But the whole thing about it is, is that GAT community has already organized and has come to the table with solutions. Like they're not just talking about, you know, how they don't have rights or, you know, the thing vote, like they come organized with plan. They have events and all that other stuff or whatever. They have people, they have money, they have backing. And also <laughs> the thing about it is, is that in regards to that, you know, there's still white people involved with those agendas. There's still white men involved with those agendas. Hey, just because you're uh, gay or lesbian doesn't stop you from being racist. Like, it still doesn't stop you from not liking black people or, you know, not wanting rights or rules for us or anything like that. Like, that ain't stopped that. Talk to coming to Chicago. Go to Boys Town. Talk to the black dudes that either are or don't hang out there. Go to the ones in Rainbow Beach. Talk to them because they get the same type of shade from the bougie little white uh kids up north uh that we would in regards in, in the same straight circumstances like same thing and that's great for them that's great for any community that you know wants to go ahead and fight for their own change and improvement and i think the best thing about that is is that us for black people we can look and see what is needed for us to be able to come to the table um you know, unfortunately, it's American. While black people also need to unify, um, you know, the real power and the money and shit comes from white people and white men in America. Uh, I can't believe the saying this, but shit, y'all need to listen to Don Lemon because he pulling out the receipts. He like, yep, white men are most dangerous. And no, I'm not taking it back. Look at the numbers. No. And, I, you know, and, and that's just real fact. We talking numbers. Here, we talking numbers, you know, not facts, but, you know, so white people, y'all ain't involved enough 
in this equality movement. Y'all aren't fighting enough and pushing actual agendas and bringing things to the solution for black. You all think that, you know, when we talk about our issues and our problems that we're whining. We're bitching about slavery and, oh, that was the past stuff and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, so there is no real unity because y'all aren't, white people in America don't choose enough to step in and fight for black people's rights. But, you know, that's fine. That's that's one part of it. Um, but this is also a yes and theory in regards to while they need to go ahead and step up, we black people need to work on becoming more organized, what it is that we need to go ahead and talk about and bring to the government, to these officials, because when we're voting, when you vote, it is more than just the person you are voting for policies. You are voting for a person in that is supposed to work for you to push agendas that you present to them and make them do, you know, that's how it's supposed to work. But when you choose to go ahead and elect out of that, then it doesn't work. So that's why black people really need to work more. And we could go ahead and do that. I honestly feel that we are at the cusp. If you look at the candidates and, you know, the different backgrounds of what they are and people who have won, um, won and or just are running, um, Andrew from Florida, I mean, just, you know, the fact that I know of him, we went to the same alma mater, like, I know who his wife is and everything, like, just to be able to touch that, to show you just, like, how much we are growing and we are growing and striving in those areas, we are just hitting our stride, and that's great, because when we are put into these higher positions of power, now we know what we can go back and... We can go back and see that our politicians, those that then actually represent us, aren't these lofty people that stay, you know, in places or, you know, have worked in environments that, you know, you would never see them, um, never know them. They are never deep in our company. Um, as we see these candidates who are coming up, who are black, we can touch them. They're tangible. We know that they will actually in numbers be able to push our agendas. Um, and that's a great thing. Um, we're just now getting to that point and that's awesome. Uh, I said something before in regards to the yes and theory. So I used to do improv um, and they say one of the great things about improv is that, you know, when you're really uh, two people in a scene, the best thing that you can do is yes and. Um, so with improv, one person says, you know, I, we are riding in a car. The person who they're in the scene with should be, you know, the yes and it's like, yeah, and we're on our way to Florida. We're about to, you know, have a whole bunch of fun. And then those are the things. And then that person bounces off of that with a yes and like, yeah, we're about to go have Florida. You know, we're about to go, you know, get these strippers for the weekend and earn money. You know, something like that. Like, that's how the scene is supposed to go. Um that's a yes and. So it's like the continuation and the building of a scene and, you know, coming together to make it something great. Um, when it doesn't work, when you stop at the yes and and you negate. So in that same example, oh, we're in the car. The other person says, no, we're not in a car. We're standing on the beach. Well, where's the <laughs> like? So that stops the scene right there. 
So I feel like in regards to when we talk about stuff in life and things like that, like when we're talking about black people, like what I, the suggestion that I just brought up in regards to policies and agendas for us that need to be pushed forward. Um, you know, we can't just be like, we need to do for ourselves. We can do for ourselves and we can demand others to go ahead and step in and fight for us since they also have fought against us over the years. We have that right to go ahead and demand that. So it needs to be more of a yes and. Um, if you think about it also, if you know the, um, what was that movie? Um, a Beautiful Mind, Dr. John Nash, which is a real story. It's the guy who um, did the theory of, of infinity and everything else. If you see the movie, which I love, Russell Crowe did a great job. And there's a scene in the movie where he finally has his discovery of his theory of what's going to have. And he's using the system. What does it say? The best theory is to do what's in the best interest of yourself. But he gives an example where he shows it's like, no, you're supposed to do what the real is, is what the real solution is or what the real theory should be is you need to do what's best for yourself and for the group. So, and then he shows this area. It's really great. I'm not going to tell you about it. Watch the damn movie, but it's brilliant. So for me, it falls into the same thing in regards to the yes and. You need to do what's best for yourself and you also need to do what's best for the other people. We need to do what's best for ourselves as black people. I need to do the best for myself as a black person, as a woman, as a mother and thing. But I should also want the same and best for everyone around me in the group. So even if you're, if I'm not black, and a woman, or even if you, I'm sorry, because I am black and a woman, <laughs> um, but I should want the same best for me. It's okay to want the best for me. And it's also okay to want the best for my boss, who literally is the whitest white man I have ever seen. If you see a picture, if they ever have it, Wikipedia, you see a picture with the definition of white man. It's my boss's profile picture from job. Um, I love him though. Super woke from Detroit. I talked about him before, right? You know, great guy. Um, but yeah, I want the best for him and I want the best for someone else who is gay, even though I'm straight and, you know, I want the best for, you know, hell, I even want the best for, um, you know, people who don't want the best for me because that's a God thing and a Jesus thing because that's legit what Jesus said to do, right? This also falls into the same thing of love your neighbor as it is that you love yourself. So all these things kind of go ahead and agree, you know, um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Um, do what's best for yourself and also do what's best for others. And then yes, and we need to do what's best for ourselves and do what's best for other people. So that being said, since we know that people who push agendas for rights in regards to the LGBT community or rights for um, gun laws or rights for whatever thing, um, if they really wanted to, and we could hold those people up to the challenge, if they really wanted to change things in America, or if they really wanted to help in racism, which is also a form of bullying in America, if they really wanted to be accountable for making real change and, you know, to go ahead and have uh, change for, you know, really, really show, um, some type of penance for, you know, the 400 years in regards to people who are being born here and mistreated or whatever, just for the color of their skin and everything that is taken for us to even fight for still in 2018, that they would take those, 
uh, that take that knowledge that they know and share that and make those things happen and actually get involved in the process of what's best things that we need to go ahead and do black votes for black agendas and things like that. Um, shit. Uh, I, talk, I think I talked about Chelsea Hanlon before, uh, maybe or maybe I didn't post that podcast, um, how she talked about how um, black women, um, we voted 94% for Hillary Clinton. And, you know, the surprise that she came when she heard that it was more of a percentage of white women that voted for Trump, uh, that clearly uh, <laughs> black women were more on the know of what needs to be done in regards to um, fighting oppression or getting rights, because we know that things ain't always going to be perfect. <laughs> um, I can speak for myself and I know other black women who, once we get into this professional circle, which is dominated by primarily white men and or men, that we know that shit just don't even feel good. I think that's just for most minority women, uh, especially when we get into power, um, these more powerful, you know, positions as we move up. Um, you know, we deal with so much different things and it's like, you know, that whole thing, people are like, oh, you know, that argument you deal with the lesser of two evils, you know, that's not a cool one. And black women are like, yeah, nah, cause, uh, Sometimes that's a daily thing, <laughs> you know, you're in these meetings and you, you're the only minority, anything, you're the only minority female, you're the only, you know, minority, uh, ethnicity and, you know, this discomfort that sometimes you feel you do kind of deal with the lesser, uh, you do check, check sometimes the lesser two evils. You understand like there's a decision that needs to be made whether or not I want to do it or not. So I have to do the one that's best suited for me or us. What's the best deal to do in this moment? And we do that all the time. And we always have to adjust to that because it's, it's normally never a comfortable situation. We have to deal with microaggressions. And then we have to deal with not being the angry black person. And then we also have to deal with, you know, the Becky who feels victimized whenever you raise their voice. Or, you know, you're the whole not understanding why you could say one thing and then uh, which sounds exactly the same as how a white man would or, or could or has had said it. You've heard it, and then you are seen as wrong. So we got that, and we understood that, because that is a normal. So, you know, I mean, you know, I say I can't speak for most. I talk to a lot of black chicks. Uh, and I think that is an inherent thing that we all share, like, yo, what do you mean that you don't want to make a decision? Make a decision. Do that shit and then work around it because we know that shit's ain't going to be perfect and sweet anyway. We're just working to a point where we can make it so and do the real work. I deal with that all the time at HR, especially dealing with that right now in my job, you know, um, where it's a company where people are have, you know, kind of whatever it is. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it because, you know, still got to keep this job. You know, this thing ain't paying yet. <laughs> Praise God, it will, though, in his name. Inshallah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
we we understand what it is to have to work in that discomfort. So, you know, especially for me, I wasn't buying that bullshit ass argument. Like, you know, that's not the thing that you want to have to do. It is if you need to get some shit done and if you really need to make some shit happen in the midst of some bullshit. Um, my father used to tell this uh, great joke um, that there was... That's the one thing about my family. Um, jokes was a common thing. As much dysfunction as it was, we really liked to laugh. And my parents loved to tell jokes and stories and laugh at jokes or whatever. And so the one thing that I know connects us um, all as a family is comedy. But more on that. That's why, you know, I have the reference to improv. But, you know, back to this thing. But my father had a great story. Um about there was this bird that um, was supposed to fly south for the winter. And, you know, all his friends were telling him, you know, come on, go ahead, you know, fly, um, you know, like we need to go ahead and fly. And he's like, nah, man, you know, it's not cold yet. I'm chilling, you know, things aren't that bad. Um, and they were like, yeah, man, but you got to go now. And he's like, no. Nah. So basically the bird didn't go. And then all of a sudden, you know, all his friends left. And then all of a sudden he got, it got cold. He's like, oh, snap, I need to move. Clearly, my father didn't say the joke like this. This is kind of my twist on it because I don't think snap was in it. But anywho, the bird was like, oh, snap, I got to move. You know, I got to get going because, you know, it's getting cold. I need to start flying south. Well, it was too cold for him. And so then his wings, you know, started getting frosted over um, and he couldn't fly. And then he fell. And so when he fell, he fell in this barn, fell through the roof you know, and landed in a pile of, and landed on the ground. He's like, or land, that's what, landed on the ground or whatever it is. And he's like, oh, thank God, you know, like I landed or whatever it is. And he was cold and shivering. And just at that moment, a cow came and took a shit on him. And he is just like, oh shit, my life. Like, oh my God, I can't, like, I fell and, you know, my wings was frozen and everything. And then this cow just shit on me. Life sucks. But then he noticed because of the warmth of the cow shit, you know, he started to warm up and he started to feel better. And he was able to move around and everything else or whatever it is. And because he was so happy, he started chirping and being all thrilled and, then as he was doing that, a cat came over and heard the bird, came, scraped the shit off the bird and ate it. <laughs> and my father's world to the story was everyone that shits on you ain't necessarily your enemy. And everyone that takes shit off of you isn't necessarily your friend. If you're warm and happy and a pile of shit, shut the fuck up. <laughs> to which I, I understand what he means in regards to navigating that. Sometimes, you know, you're just going to be in the bullshit and it stinks. Like That's the situation that you're in. That's what happened. That's kind of thing like black people, we need to understand like that's kind of where we're at. That's our history. You know, we are for, are fortunately in that position where it is kind of thing where, you know, we do a lesser of two evils. But when we do that, we also 
So when we say yes to that in regards to the voting aspect, um, you know, we can understand that it's bullshit. And we can understand that the stuff in regards to America is bullshit. Because we understand that. We got 400 plus years of understanding that and knowing, you know, the bullshit that our home here, the dysfunction that it has for us as black people here in America, we get that. Um, so we know that when we, even though we're part of the process of voting, you say yes to voting and you also make moves to make sure for us as black people that we can put ourselves together to build, to continue to build more policies, um, so that we can demand those we could come together more and have a more consistent plan to present to our government officials who work for us to get uh, things that we feel are important to us specifically. Um, for me, it's um, it really is in regards to reparation. Eventually, my whole thing is in regards to reparations and how reparations can be used in regards to um Black people historically in the community, I'm not talking about the Dave Chappelle episode where everybody came and got new ports and started record labels. I'm talking real shit, but, you know, more on that for another segment. Um, and, you know, because we're so young as a culture and like we're saying, just developing on the cusp, I think black people need to be more gentle with each other and understanding like there's not a one road solution to this multi-level problem or to in regards to how we are how we where we've gotten to where we are in 2018 there are so many different things that one we haven't even talked about we haven't even uncovered you know the biggest one that hasn't even really even been didn't touch the surface we, we barely scraping the surface on is the PTSD and um, the years of dysfunction that has been passed on generation generation to um, black people and the mental effects that the stress has had on us as a community. I, I'm a we gonna have several talks about that coming up. Trees, please trust and believe me. Um, so we do need to be more gentle and understanding that there are multiple ways to go ahead and have these same solutions. You know, we shouldn't be so hard when everybody's not doing everything all the all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, all this whole beating up of, you know, you don't buy black all the time or, you know, you still like things that are so trivial. You still wear weave or, you know, shit. Oh, the constant fighting over faith. Um, you know, sometimes black people, you know, Listen, I don't want to say I'm afraid, but you know, sometimes, you know, the, the judgment, Christian, Christianity sometimes be a hard thing to cape for sometimes when you see what some of Christian folk be doing in the name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the blonde one. Um, I, I can't, uh, but I know I serve a different God in the Jesus that it is that them folks is talking about ain't the one that I talk about, but you know, that, that ain't the one I know. I know the real one that was with the real people and, you know, had boys that didn't have to think and be exactly like him, that questioned him, but trusted him. Um, and he walked and walked truly with us and understood that it's more than just words in the Bible. 
more on that at another time. Um, but black people need to understand that in regards, especially in regards to that, if you believe in that and if you have faith like that, that you understand that things can change. Um, we just need to be more gentle with these cells, knowing that we have all these issues that are hindering our change, but to love each other more through it. Um, we can buy black and also push for different feeding programs and also push for education reform and also, you know, um, move towards healthier relationships with each other. Like there's all these things that we can do to work together. We don't just have to negate it. Um, also black people, we really need to make sure that we are the last people that have issues with gay folks, especially like we can't, we don't have time for division in regards to gay stuff for black people. No one has time. No one has time for that. You know, we all need to like pull together. Too many um, gay people were um, involved with the movement, even in regards to civil rights act. So, you know, to keep doing the whole thing in regards to shunning black people and gays and really that whole Christianity part that black, we need to stop that like in real life. Um, so sorry, mouth to dry. Excuse me. So I guess I'm saying all this to say that as a person, you right. You as a as a person and you have you have the right to do what the fuck you want to do and what you don't want to do. Um you know, I think someone quoted George Carlin, I think one time he does a thing about why you don't have to vote or whatever. And I love George Carlin. I love comedy as a whole. George Carlin was one of my favorites. Um, but also to that, I say, you know, that's great. But you and your ilk as a white man, you have had a hand in the process of developing the process in regards to how this country was founded. So you got a lot more years in this fight in regards to what you feel voting does, doesn't do. So you, you can feel that way. Um, but we still, as black people, we just getting started for real, for real. We just starting to work our muscles in regards to these things and our rights. You know, social media has been so great in regards to exposing you know, issues and things that we need to address as a whole. So, you know, I'm hopeful for us. You don't have to vote, but, you know, uh, you also don't have to deal with my mama cursing you out for 10 minutes in regards to why you would or wouldn't vote. Uh, but no, I mean, this is just my thing. And I know people, I think I've heard before that, you know, they didn't die for us to be given these choices but in all honesty yeah they did this is exactly what they died for this right as to how you were born so you don't have to do it um but you should want to be part of the process because this is our country and these are our laws and to change it to make things happen you have to be in it so that's all. I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate everyone who takes the time to go ahead, listen to this. Please share it 
with other people and have a good night.